One of the ways that we can both express and receive love in our relationship with God is by touching the untouchables. What exactly does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that today. And it's something that was very difficult for me at first, but yet God has turned it into one of my favorite areas of impact in my ministry. I pray this episode blesses you. Stay tuned. you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. The Hearing Jesus podcast is so excited to partner with Compassion International. We believe in Compassion's mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsors, when they sponsor a child, have the opportunity to see firsthand the impact that you're making through letters and updates that you receive from your sponsored child. It's not just changing the lives of children, it's changing entire families, whole communities, always through the local church and always in Jesus' name. When you choose to sponsor a child, you ensure access to quality education, medical checkups, healthy food, clean water, and most importantly, the love of Jesus. Delivered through a church in their community because of a generous, caring sponsor like you. And you can speak life, love, and hope to your sponsored child through personal letters that you'll exchange. I hope you'll join me in sponsoring a child through compassion today. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text Hearing Jesus to 83393. You'll get a text back with a picture of a child who is waiting for a sponsor and a link to sponsor that child. You can also go to compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus to choose a boy or girl to sponsor. When you sponsor, we'll also send you a copy of She Hears Learning to Listen to Jesus, my book, as a token of our thanks for investing in the life of a child. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring a child through Compassion today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our series on the love languages of God. And this week we've been talking about new dialects that we can speak within those individual love languages, both in our own love language and in possibly new love languages as we learn how to express and receive love from God. Today we're talking about the last of the five love languages, and that is the language of physical touch. And we're talking about ways that we can speak new languages or new dialects within that language because we want to make sure that our relationship with God does not become routine or commonplace. And I think it's natural that that happens. Sometimes we get kind of caught up in the routine of life and the routine even in our own relationship with God. And so the hope is that by looking at some of these new creative ways or explanations of how other people express their love, it will inspire us to do the same. So today we're talking about physical touch. And this is one that I think is pretty self-explanatory. Most people know, you know, I'm a hugger. Most people know that I'm a hugger with certain individuals, I guess they know I'm a hugger. But this is one that you tend to know if somebody is physical touch because of the way they put a hand on your arm or they give hugs or high fives or whatever it is. But one of the ways that I was thinking about today was the possibility of speaking a new dialect by touching people that society considers untouchable. And 
If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I am someone who tends to seek out those that other people would reject or deny or put on the fringe of society because those are the people that God has really given me a heart for, especially in terms of evangelism and discipleship. And I've worked in the area of global orphan care with children for a long time. And there are children that really might have AIDS or have been abandoned or disfigured or all sorts of things that really crave physical touch. And so this is something that even though it's not my primary love language, it is something that is regularly part of my life. But if you think about this in terms of the quote unquote untouchables, you know, every culture pretty much has people that the society considers untouchables. And, you know, back in the Bible times, you would read about the lepers or people that were unclean that would have to sit outside of the city. But in our context, that looks a little bit different. In the church context, it might be somebody that dresses a certain way or acts a certain way or smells a certain way or speaks a certain way. And often those people do not feel welcome in church. And, you know, I'm reminded by somebody that, and I think I've told this on the podcast before, but if I have, I'm sorry, I think it bears repeating in this example, but I think of somebody in my own life and You know, I've talked about the issue of transgenderism and LGBTQ issues and all of that in depth in in previous episodes, but there was an individual in our town that was in transition, and he was transitioning from male to female, and we live in a pretty conservative town that clearly does not endorse that kind of behavior, and this individual was feeling very, very rejected, and I went to McDonald's with my daughter and one of her friends where they were having like a half day of school that day. And when we went into McDonald's, this individual was there. And I could tell by the look on their face that there was some issues there. And my kids are used to me talking and doing all sorts of things, but I didn't know how this other family would feel about me having this kind of conversation in front of their very, very young daughter. And so as I'm sitting there with the girls and they're eating their happy meals, I just started to pray. And I said, Lord, if you want me to reach out, please provide the opportunity. And within a couple minutes, this individual yells across McDonald's to me, hey, I'm sorry for cussing in front of your kids. I'm just having a really bad day. And I could see there was an older couple who I recognized from church sitting in the corner of McDonald's and they were whispering and staring and being all sorts of rude. And I just said, you know what? Okay, Lord, I'm listening. And so I, the girls were okay. I, they had their, their happy meals and it was just a couple feet across the, the aisle of tables. And so I was like, girls, you stay here. I'm going to go talk to this person over here. And so I went over and I just started to share with this individual what God had put on my heart. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something to the effect of God sees you, God loves you, and God knows you. And this individual responded with weeping. And the day before, there had been a suicide attempt. Um, shortly before that, there had been a jail stay. There was addiction issues. There all, was all sorts of things. And so this individual was in a place of desperation. And hearing words from me, this mom with these two little girls come and say, you are loved. God sees you. It was a moment that I could sense God's presence through my words, speaking love to this individual, perhaps for the first time in a really long time, if not ever. 
And that individual has continued to struggle in and out of jail, in and out of addiction. But every once in a while, this individual would pop up at my church. And the first time I preached actually from one of the chapters of my Bible study that I wrote, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus, the first chapter I wrote about was on the Samaritan woman. And that was birthed out of a sermon series that I did. And so I was teaching on the Samaritan woman and just talking about how Jesus used her despite her past and he healed her and he spoke to her in a way that changed things for her. And when I got done with that service, I came out to the lobby and this individual from McDonald's was there. And this individual shared with me how much of an impact my words had made on their life and said that they had known that I was speaking that day and that's why they came. And periodically I will see them around town and they will say, you know what? you're the only person that helps me actually feel God's love. Or they always make a point of stopping me and asking me about God, whereas most people in their life have only spoke condemnation. That's what I think it means when it talks about um, being loved to people. And that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about touching the untouchables. This individual is somebody that most Christians in our community shy away from. They do not feel necessarily loved by the church or welcomed by the church. And yet God loves that individual, died for that individual, just like he did for you and me. And so I think touching the untouchables and whatever that means, who are the fringe of your society? Who are the people that other people will look to and condemn? Maybe it's people with AIDS or maybe it's homeless people or maybe it's young single moms or whatever it is, whoever God puts on your heart. I would make it a point to touch those people. And when I would talk to this individual, I would put my hand on their shoulder and I would pray for them and I would touch them. And that physical touch, not just the words I was saying, but that act of kindness, that physical touch made an impact. I could see it. I could feel it. So the challenge is how can you operate in that gift or in that language in your own life? Hey friends, this is Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to share with you about our Patreon community. Are you loving the deep conversations, the biblical insight, and spiritual growth content that I share on the podcast? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. By becoming a member of our Patreon family, you can take your Hearing Jesus experience to a whole new level. When you join Patreon, you gain access to ad-free episodes, daily journaling prompts and worksheets, monthly bonus content, personalized Q&A sessions with me, giveaways, and more. As a Patreon supporter, you're not just a listener, you're a valued member of my inner circle. But that's not all. Our Patreon community is a place where you can connect with like-minded people who share your passion for spiritual growth, engage in meaningful discussions, share your thoughts, and be part of something truly special. Plus, we've got some awesome perks lined up for our Patreon supporters, from shoutouts on the podcast to exclusive merchandise and much, much more. So if you're ready to dive deeper into the journey of hearing Jesus, head over to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Your support makes a real difference, allowing us to continue bringing you inspiring content week after week. Also, a portion of any income from Patreon goes to support children through our partnership with Compassion International. Again, head to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Thank you for being a vital part of the Hearing Jesus community. Together, let's learn to live out our faith in our everyday life.
the next dialect I would want to talk about is ministering in places that people tend to not get a lot of physical touch, like institutions. And so maybe that is an old folks home, or maybe that's a prison or an extended stay hospital. There are lots of opportunities, I think, in most towns. We live in a small town, and even we have those opportunities. When my one of my daughters was very young, actually all three of them, they go to a Christian school, and their school would when the kids were little, they would do something called the servathon. And part of the servathon, they would take the little kids over to the nursing homes and the kids would just play with the people that lived in the nursing homes. And the the highlight of their day, or probably that whole week, was getting hugs from these cutie pie little ones. And they would go in and they would sing a song and they might make cookies or we would play games with the balloons with, with the people that lived there. But it was at the end of that visit when the little kids went around and gave all their hugs that caused joy to light up on the faces of of these people that lived there. And if you think about that, many people who live in those kinds of scenarios, they don't necessarily have visitors every day from their family. And so if you are somebody or if they are somebody that is craving physical touch, appropriate, healthy, normal physical touch, they're probably not getting it very much other than their nurses or their doctors perhaps. And so Something as simple as a high five or a handshake or a hand on the shoulder or a hug from a little one can speak mountains and volumes of love to somebody. You can really literally express God's love in that way. And then thinking about that in terms of extending that to other people, you know, I know several different women who have either become widowed or they have lost their husband. Maybe there was adultery or there's been some sort of divorce. And because they are now either divorced or newly single um, or they're widowed, they don't get the kind of physical touch that they were used to. And I think of one person in our life where she was always so excited to see us because she knew that she was going to get a round of hugs and she would hug my husband. It's a, a grandmother type relationship, but she would hug my husband like he was one of her boys and she would hug my daughters and she would hug me and we would feel so loved by her hugs, but she would even be weepy with the love that she felt by being hugged by our family. And sometimes we would even sit with her and I would just hold her hand. I would hold her hand while we would sit and talk. And that filled her up because she doesn't normally get physical touch. And so while I wouldn't necessarily say physical touch is my love language, I have seen what the power of a hug can do. I've seen what the power of of laying hands on somebody can do. I can see how physical touch can minister to somebody who is needing that and craving that. But just one word of caution, the expression of love through physical touch should always only be for the benefit of the person being touched, not for your own benefit. Because I've been the victim of that as well, where there has been individuals where they wanted to hug me and I wasn't comfortable with that and they forced a hug on me. And that, as a, as a survivor of SA, that was really triggering for me. And, it, you know, there was one guy in our church where he wanted uh, like a full body hug from the front and I had to stop and put my husband kind of in between us and say, you may not hug me like that because it was, it was borderline inappropriate. And even if his intention wasn't inappropriate, it made me feel really uncomfortable. So I just want to give that word of caution to be sensitive to that. If you are working with young kids, you don't know. Sometimes, you know, we worked with a population of young kids that were often abused. And so you have to be very tender with that. You have to be very gentle with that. 
you let them set the tone. And when you're talking with kids, it's not necessarily you go and you hugging kid as an, as an adult, you don't go and hug kids, but you can give high fives. You can give, you know, maybe a punch on the shoulder, a gentle, you know, loving, playful punch on the shoulder or a fist bump or ruffle their hair and feel it out. Um, if it's with your, your own family, you know, think about the people that say, Hey, can I have a hug? Like I have one of my daughters who physical touch is her love language. And she's always saying, Hey mom, can I have a hug? And so what that looks like, how I express love in that relationship is I hug her until she lets go. When somebody, especially with kids, when somebody speaks that love language of physical touch, if you were the one to let go first and kind of push them off of you, it can speak rejection to them. So I'm just saying all of this to make sure that you're paying attention and you're being aware when you are operating within this love language. But if it is one of your children or your spouse and physical touches their language, let them be the one to let go first and see what that does for the way that they receive that, that moment of love, that expression of love. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are a God that cares about us. You are a God that cares about those in our community that may be seen as untouchables or people otherwise shy away from them. God, we know that you see them. You love them. You have a plan for their lives. Lord, I pray that even now you would place people on our hearts and our minds, that you would place opportunities on our minds where we could reach out and touch those that are not often touched, whether that is a widow in our church or somebody that acts differently or looks differently or smells differently. Lord, reveal to us what that looks like in our lives and help us look for creative ways to speak the love language of physical touch to those around us. God, I thank you that you use the body of Christ to minister to those that have that need. And I just pray for opportunities for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this way. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey friend. Every day when I finish the podcast, I feel so confident that this is one of the things that God created me for. And my journey is not unlike yours. I had a season in my life where I was doubting God's voice. I felt insecure about the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. If you were in that place, I want you to know that I offer spiritual direction and life coaching to help you get unstuck. Maybe you're struggling with something and need an objective biblical opinion. Maybe you need some help working through something that feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel called to write or start your own podcast, or maybe you just want to learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. For me, when God started to reveal his plan for my life, I found my purpose. And part of that purpose is to help you learn how to grow in your relationship with him. My heart is to help guide you in this area so you can step confidently into the calling God has for you. If you would like to start spiritual direction or life coaching, I'm opening up space for a couple more clients. You can head to shehears.org forward slash coaching to learn more. That's shehears.org forward slash coaching. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going.